Talking plenty of playoff football, including four games that we had this week, two Friday and two Saturday. Uh, I am your host, Brendan Queeley. Alongside me this week in the studio is Brett Summers. Joining us on the phone is James Cook. He has, I'm assuming, imbibed a couple of alcoholic beverages at this point. Is that correct, James? Nah, not really. Not I'm actually just helping a friend of mine out at a brewery. Okay, all right. So it's just one beer after the after the other for you, I'm assuming. I mean, you're saying not no. really, but uh, we're just going to go ahead and assume that you're actually drunk right now. Is that okay? <laughs> you can assume whatever you want. Okay, good, yeah. We all know what assume. It uh, makes an ass out of you and me. So, mm-hmm. welcome into this uh, After Dark episode. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and get started. Talk about Friday's games. We had the two Traverse City teams, including Traverse City Central and Traverse City St. Francis. James, let's go ahead and uh, get to you so you can go back to drinking a bunch of beers. And uh, so Traverse City St. Francis once again used uh, some pretty good defense uh, to get that win yesterday over Millington. Uh, First of all, just go ahead and describe the weather that you uh, had to kind of go through yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, bitterly cold. Um, it was 19 degrees at kickoff. Um, I think it was down to 16, maybe 15 by the time the game ended. Um, both teams had their, their benches lined with heaters, uh, that they had brought with them for the game. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was, it was not fun from that standpoint. And, and talk about the, the win, if you could, I, it seems that Brett and I continue to be surprised every single week by the St. Francis team. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we haven't seen them. Yeah. The, the, their defense was just phenomenal and lights out, whatever other adjectives you want to use. Um, I mean, uh, Millington came in, they scored, I think it was three of the last four games. They scored over 50 points earlier in the season. They'd run up 70 on somebody on, on a team that wasn't like, you know, one and eight or something. And uh, they were averaging over 40 a game. St. Francis holds them to eight yards in the first half, eight total yards. I think on six possessions, I think three of those they lost yards on. What, I mean, only one or two, but they, you know, lost yardage. What is it that allows the Gladiators to do this week in and week out, though, James? Because it just, I mean, I know Artie Dutmers is a shutdown corner on one side of the field, but just as far as, like, you know, leap off the page defensive players it just I, I, it doesn't seem to me like St. Francis is just you know brimming with them yet everybody they play they almost completely shut down like the offense of the other team didn't even take the field yeah they they kind of have a, a bunch of interchangeable parts on defense um and that uh you know and games that they figure they're going to have to use Joey Muzlakovich more at running back and want to save his legs a little bit like they did on Friday they just they just moved Nathan Schmuckle in the middle linebacker and they don't really lose a beat. I mean, Schmuckle had three sacks in the first half. You know, Ryan Lentz on the defensive line um, is maybe not a guy that is uh, maybe a big-name player or anything like that, but, he I mean, he, he possibly could be St. Francis' best overall player, and uh, he just always seems to be around the ball, um, whether it's making tackles, forcing fumbles, getting sacks, recovering fumbles. Um, you know, he had a strip sack where he recovered the fumble in the, in the Millington game. You know, and then Artie Dutmers obviously is a shutdown corner. Um, they had one of their other defensive backs got hurt during the game, and uh, Hetfield came in, 
played well. James Hetfield from Metallica. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, very cool. Yeah. That's a, that's amazing that he was able to even eligible <clears throat> to play. I think he's got to be in his fifties at this point. So nice, James Hetfield mm-hmm. playing for the uh, Gladiators of St. Francis. Yeah, he, he just ends every uh, play with yeah. <laughs> J- James, put yourself into the shoes of, well, let's say since Ithaca won today, that would be St. Francis's opponent next week. Put put yourself into the shoes of Ithaca's offensive coordinator. I mean. What is what if there is uh, a weakness in this St. Francis defense? Where would you be looking to attack? Um, you know that is a really good question because uh, they've they've faced power running teams uh, like Boyne City. They've faced throwing teams like Millington, uh, teams like Grayling that throw the ball a lot, um, and they, it doesn't really seem to matter too much. Going back to Joseph Muzlajakovic, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Is that correct? Yosef Muzeljakovic. Yeah, if you're the opposing radio guy, that's usually how it's pronounced. Yes, yeah. Uh, like I said, if we just take the, uh, he would help a lot of people if you just take the J out of his name, because then it looks exactly like Muzlakovic. I just wanted to go back to him. You mentioned that they took him off a of defense and just wanted to save his legs for offense. Could you just kind of tell me about uh, Joey's offense performance? I know that he had. What did he have? Four touchdowns or five? Three. Oh, he had three. Three touchdowns. I was wrong. He had three on touchdowns. Both. Yeah, he had three touchdowns. Um, Evan McGee had one, and Teddy Pritchard had one. But, uh, yeah, he also had one called back. So, I mean, he had like a 43-yard touchdown, I believe it was, that was called back because of uh, uh, an illegal formation. Um, they had lined up in the wild, Wildcat, and one of the one of the people lining up at wide receiver was not on the line. Is this a state championship caliber team? I think so. I think the defense um, alone is uh, – is one that I think can keep them in any game. And then, you know, and then they have the, the stereotypical ground and pound game. Um, you know, I don't remember a, a running play last night where they lost yardage, which, which is pretty good considering Millington had some really good athletes on that defense. You know, like I think three people, I think that were put up for all state in the all state meeting this week on that defense. And, uh, and St. Francis just, you know, you you gain two three yards every time you put yourself in good situations. Whereas, uh, you know, Millington had some plays here and there where they lose three or four yards on a run, and now you're in an obvious passing situation, and you've got yourself in a really big disadvantage. All right, James. There was another photo there where the team is just kind of lined up before they snap the ball, where you can just see the steam coming from everybody. It was pretty cool too. Brandon's about to lose again. <laughs> you started laughing. <laughs> is it is it is it Gary? <laughs> no, it's not. That. Don't fucking bring that up. <laughs> I would have had to think if Jerry Andrews was coaching last night, he would have wore pants. Yeah, you you would think so. No, I would hope no, so. No, Gary would have just coached. Yes, evil. Yeah, Jerry would have stayed home. Evil twin. Josh Sellers Sellers and the rest of the St. Francis staff had pants on. All right, James, appreciate you uh, calling in and talking to us. Go back and uh, start getting blasted on this wonderful (laughs) Saturday night. All right, buddy. I'll 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 do my best. All right, don't drive when if you've if you're drinking or you know, don't drink and drive. Also, don't text and drive. Gotcha. All All right, you have a good one. Moving on now to the other Traverse City team. Traverse City Central was not as fortunate in Friday's game. They fell to Grand Rapids 
Forest Hill Central in the Battle of the Centrals as uh, they lost 28-10 to 10 in that regional championship game? Regional championship game, yeah. And uh, the fact that they're both Centrals kind of made it a pain writing the story to always have to elaborate. You couldn't just say Central because which one? See, what would have made it even better was if they were the Trojans as well. So if you had the Central <sighs> Trojans of Traverse City and then the Central Trojans of Grand Rapids Forest Hills. Fortunately for me, they were the Rangers. The biggest storyline in this game, obviously, was the turnovers. Those really hurt the Trojans on Friday night. Yes, turnovers were very critical in last night's loss for Traverse City Central. They had four in the game. Uh, two of them came in a very... Uh, tough stretch for the Trojans from about the nine-minute mark of the second quarter, um, at which point they were actually leading 3-0 to zero, uh, after they had a 19-play drive uh, that netted a field goal. But uh, after that, um, Forest Hill Central on their next possession, uh, they were moving the ball a little bit, but uh, Traverse City Central's defense held them, held them to a third and 15, and uh, Forest Hill Central ran just a really basic um, hook route with their best player, uh, Tate Halleck. Uh, He caught it eight yards downfield and ended up getting through a couple of tackles and taking it 58 yards to the house. So, okay, 7-3 Forest Hill Central. Not a good play uh, for a defense that otherwise played outstanding uh, on the night for for TC. Um, But, you know, you're only down four. Central's been down a lot more than that before. Teams traded a couple of empty possessions, and then uh, Traverse City Central, trying to make something happen, uh, decide to uh, go with the old hook and ladder play. And uh, I believe the the short pass went from Schwanke to uh, Terry O'Connor. Uh, but then as he was making the pitch to the flat, um, he was hit from behind, and the ball kind of squirted free, ended up being a fumble. And Forest Hills Central picked it up and, and returned it to, I think, the 17-yard line, and shortly thereafter, punched in a score real quick, 14-3. Okay, still not the end of the world for Traverse City. Um, Very next possession, Central gets the ball back. They go deep on first down. The ball kind of floats a little bit on Schwanke and uh, gets intercepted. And I described it in my story. It was probably the play of the game. Uh, Cage Showman uh, was the was the defensive back who made the interception. He after he brings it down, uh, Terry O'Connor, who was the receiver on the play, actually forces a fumble, and the ball just happens to kind of pop right back up to Showman. So he picks it up off the turf, and then he returns that for a touchdown. So in a matter of minutes and a very few number of plays, all of a sudden Forest Hill Central is up. 21 to 3. I was looking, I was watching the game on uh, on, on Fox Sports uh, streaming. I saw that I didn't think that the Forest Hill Central player had possession long enough for that to be an interception and then followed up by a fumble. I mean, really, he didn't seem to have the ball in his grasp and then make a football move, but that's kind of a, a, a bad break, I think, for, uh, for the Trojans. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's kind of a an NFL rule. I don't think the make a football move is written into the 
the high school rule book. I mean, I thought the kid made Shows a play. Shows what I know. <laughs> I, I thought the kid made a good play. Um, the uh, Fox Sports Detroit, uh, Joe Jason, who was calling the game, was actually seated right next to me uh, in the press box. And so, fortunately, I, I, I was able to have every replay literally right next to me throughout the game. Um, Joe Jason? Joe Jason. Like was is it spelled like the first name? It is like Joseph. Two, two first names, Joe Jason. And he's got three, definitely. If he's got a middle name, and possibly four if he has a confirmation name. Oh, so for all you Catholics out there who are rooting for Notre Dame, which uh, happens to be getting uh, pounded right now by the Hurricanes. Yeah, I don't have a confirmation name. Did you have confirmation? Uh-huh. Were you confirmed? Yes. I think I went double Patrick because my middle name is Patrick, and I think I just went with St. Patrick because I'm Irish. I think St. Anthony was mine. Okay. I lose stuff a lot. Like memories? (laughs) Not generally memories, no. It's probably those headphones squeezing your head at the moment. Yeah, I don't have my regular beats today, so these are a little uncomfortable. Yeah, pretty sweet headphones that you got there. James was able to pick those up for $2 along with a big bag of sugar donuts for a buck at the Save-A-Lot. That guy, that guy knows how to uh, find a bargain, no doubt about that. He sure does. Well, the one thing that Traverse City Central didn't bargain for, if I could go into a nice segue right there, was uh, what we've talked about it are, are all those turnovers. We were discussing as we were uh, leaving the office last night that sometimes you have those games where a... Uh, you know, you talk about, like, did this team lose the game or did the other team win the game? I think this was a clear case of Traverse City Central losing that game. Yeah, I mean, it was. And that's not <clears throat> that's not to take anything away from Forest Hill Central at all because they put up just as stellar of a defensive performance as Traverse City Central did. Outside runs have been a staple for the Trojans all season long, and whether it was on a jet sweep or something off tackle, uh, anything like that, uh, Traverse City Central just couldn't get anything more than three or four yards here here and there. I mean, there were no big plays to be had by the Trojans' offense last night. And, um, you know, I mentioned that opening drive that, that they had, 19 plays that ended up in a field goal. Um, you know, that was very ground and pound, you know, <laughs> I think 19 plays and it was 69 yards. So you're talking three and a half yards of play. You need those big plays sprinkled in to serve as the catalyst of the offense, be a little bit of a pick me up, add some extra energy. Uh, and, and Traverse City Central just never got that last night. And um, they, they never did end up scoring an offensive touchdown. The, the last score that they put on the board was actually a fumble recovered in the end zone by Ike Battle late in the fourth quarter when they were trailing 28 to 3. So, I mean, it's kind of a weird game because, you know, on the one hand, it was a really close game, and you would say, well, the it was closer than the score would indicate. But then on the other hand, with as little as the offense was able to do, it was hard to feel good about much of what the offense was able to accomplish. And, uh, you know, the thing that, that Coach Sugars told me after the game was just that, you know, basically th- this – is a bummer to lose this game because it's one that we still think we could have won. And, uh, you know, based on the defensive performance, I have no doubt about that. Forest Hill Central, despite putting up 28 points, they had 189 yards of offense in the whole game, and 58 of those came on that one play on third and long. So, I mean, it, it really, you could have been talking about a, you know, a 7-6 or a, 
you know, 13-12 ball game, kind of like that Central West matchup uh, a year ago. But um, the the turnovers, it, it just goes back to those. You can't make those mistakes this deep in the playoffs. And Traverse City Central made those mistakes, and um, Forest Hills Central was finally an opponent who was good enough that once they had a lead on Central that they weren't giving it up. Well, unfortunately for the Trojans, that puts a bow on their season. And, again, that comes down to the turnovers. Uh, another game that really came down to the turnovers was uh, Frankfurt uh, in, in Saturday's game. They had uh, four turnovers in the first quarter. And like we talked about, this at this point of the season, here in the playoffs, you cannot you know, make those kind of turnovers. The other team will take advantage of those because the other team is good enough and knows that, all right, well, they gave us the ball. We need to convert this into points. Yeah, um, Frankfurt got down today 29-6 to um, before before they, they finally got some offense going late in the first half and then again in the second half. And, you know, the other thing that kind of stood out uh, additionally to that was, you know, the Panthers really haven't had a kicker at all this season. They've gone for two a lot. And they were going for two today, and it really kind of hurt them because they were not successful, I believe, on their first three, excuse me, on, on their first two two-point conversions. And so when they scored for the third time, uh, which cut the lead to 29-18, while they did get the two that time, it was still 29-20 to after that, and it's still two scores. Where if you're at least able to put seven on the board those first couple of times, you know, you've got it down to a one-score game, and... Uh, Frankfurt ended up having a couple of turnovers after that still that really hurt any chances for a further comeback and West Iron County had a a big fourth down conversion that they ended up taking for a long score uh, in the second half that kind of iced that game and um, you know I heard from coach Matt Stapleton after the game uh, and kind of a lot like coach Sugars uh, on Friday you know it was a game that despite losing by two scores you know, Stapleton felt like a little bit cleaner performance, and that was that was a winnable game for them. And uh, you know, ultimately, it didn't happen. You have to play your best at this time of the year, and the teams who don't just they don't move on. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that. You know, that's the end of Griffin Kelly's uh, you know high school football career. That that kid is uh, proven to be a monster when it comes to uh, you know being on the gridiron. Another monster on the gridiron, and he had himself a whale of a game, was uh, Central Lakes' uh, Grant Papineau, and he ended up with 30 carries, 241 yards, and four touchdowns. He also had another touchdown uh, where he picked up a fumble by Stevenson and uh, ran it back and broke several tackles uh, and made it into the end zone. In fact, the kid is so big that he has, you know, he, he likes to run over players. We talked about this before, but even on that, even on that fumble return, uh, he had a couple defenders in front of him, and one of them just backed away. One of them just went, oh, you know what? This kid's getting in the end zone. I'm just, I don't want to be uh, collateral damage. I'm just going to go ahead and say, all right, yep, cool. Go ahead and score your fifth touchdown. Central Lake pretty much just dominated this game from the from the opening whistle in a uh, fifty-four to twenty win, which uh, sends them to the Upper Peninsula into the Superior Dome for a state championship game against Deckerville. Now we, we buried that lead a little bit. Central Lake is going to play for a state championship, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, I am uh, if nothing if not long-winded and good at burying leads. So I am like a dog with a bone when it comes to leads. It is I'm digging a hole and burying it. 
But um, yeah, they're going to be playing Deckerville, like I said. And Deckerville was actually the runner-up last year in the uh, eight-man playoffs. And uh, it's we're going to see what what that team is made of next week. You know, speaking with Rob Hickey after the game, he's just so I think appreciative of what his his players have done this season. You know, he said it's all about the kids, and that's that's what he. It seems that he definitely means that the you had. Another big performance by Skylar Spangler as well, who rushed the ball 23 times or 25 times for 193 yards, and he had two touchdowns as well. Uh, I spoke with him after the game, and he was, you know, I think it was a telling quote, and Brett, you you brought this up as well when we were out there in the office, that he was surprised. He was, uh, quote, flabbergasted, which I think was the first time I've ever had a player use that term, and I really... I was pretty happy when he said it, actually. I was like, flabbergasted? Nice. I like that. Uh, but he just he said that never in his life did he think that he was going to play for a state championship, and now here he is. I mean, it's you're looking at a team that is 12-0 and is now going to play uh, Deckerville, which is 11-1, so you should have yourself a good matchup there. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be impressed by these Central Lake Trojans? Um, you know, we brought it up time and time again on this podcast about what that team went through last year going two and seven you know switching coaches this year bringing Rob Hickey back in to to lead the program's first season in in eight-man football and but if you really think about last year and which kids came back to play this year and which didn't I mean essentially last season broke half of their team it was so bad that they were willing to give up playing football at probably the only time in their life that they'll ever have the opportunity to play. And you had this smaller subset of kids decide it was something they still wanted to do by, uh, you know, the, the quote that we were just talking about. They did this. They weren't coming back. This small group weren't coming back even with, I don't think, aspirations of playing for a state championship. They just wanted to play football. And, I mean, how incredibly rewarding to fight through what they did last year, make the decision to come back and play, and then to be able to play at this level uh, and and pick up the subtle changes between 11 and 8-man and, and, I mean, hit the ground running from day one, and, and now you've got a chance to to bring a trophy home yeah it was i was out there at the game and it was it was actually a lot of fun despite the cold weather and the snow it was i mean it was 30 to 32 degrees and with the snow it it actually was kind of warm i mean not warm but it was certainly warmer than some of the other conditions uh, that i've been in and it seemed like you know central lake was able to take advantage uh, of those conditions and didn't seem to mind um, running in that and really just pounding the ball uh, Gavin Mortensen only threw the ball two times and he complete or three times I should say and he completed two passes for I believe 43 yards and a touchdown and when I brought that up to Tahiki at the end of the game he's like oh man the kid's ruining his uh, quarterback rating because just a couple of weeks ago he was two for two for four yards and a touchdown uh, but you have Spangler and and Papineau coming back they're juniors so depending on what happens next Saturday uh, when they play Deckerville. You still have that that those beasts coming back, and uh, I would I would imagine that Central Lake is is going to be good uh, as good next year as they are right now. That'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Get Around After Dark. Um, it's we're down to now two teams in our uh, in our coverage area for the uh, football playoffs. One is uh, playing for a state championship. 
next week, and one could be playing for a state championship in two weeks if St. Francis uh, manages to uh, to win that game uh, next Saturday as well. So you got two two games on Saturday. Uh, I really appreciate all of you listening uh, as we manage to kind of uh, muddy our way through this episode. Uh, not nearly as bad as the 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 one on, on Tuesday, but still a lot of fun. Uh, again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Around Podcast. I am Brendan Queeley. We were joined by James Cook on the phone, and of course we have Brett Summers here in the studio. Make sure that you check back on Tuesday for our next episode. We will also start releasing the all-region teams coming up uh, next Saturday. Our After Dark episodes from here on out are more than likely uh, going to be releasing the, the all-region teams, and uh, so make sure you're going to want to check those out. Uh, thanks again, and enjoy the rest of your weekend.